belonged to Taesung, the Crown Prince, summoned. It was the time of day when visitors could no longer linger and were asked to leave the royal holy pavilion in droves. Sounds of chanting sutras came in waves from within the Shinla pavilion and some thousands of cultivators were conducting their evening rituals with the four Guoshe leading the service beneath the feet of that five-meter-high golden divine statue. Within the temple of the crown prince, on either side of the walls, were innumerous everlasting lamps, hung in rows from the ground to the ceiling. Shirin descended from the sky, lightly landing on the altar, and seated himself in position right before his own statue. He waved a hand. A light breeze blew from nowhere, and the countless lamps spun gently. With the swaying light, many of the cultivators looked up, voicing their awe, whispering amongst themselves. The Gorsha, who was composedly seated with his eyes closed, suddenly blinked them open and said, That'll be it for today. You're dismissed. The cultivators rose to their feet and left. The other three deputy Gorsha couldn't see Shelian's form but could also guess that something had descended. So they also departed the hall, closing the doors behind them. Once those tall doors were shut, Shilin immediately spoke, unable to wait another second. Gosha, did you know about the drought in Yong'an? There's been no word from father. Did something happen at court? Is it that he's unaware of what's happening? Heavenly officials were not allowed to secretly show themselves before mortals, but there were exceptional cases, such as Gorsha, religious ministers, or such high-level cultivators. Those who had cultivated to certain levels were representatives of heavenly officials in the mortal realm. Thus, Shilin could speak directly to the Gorsha, the no-prostrating within the temple of the crown prince rule was thus dictated through the mouth of the Gorsha from Shelian. He had originally thought that there were some exceptional circumstances that made the king unable to free himself to handle the disaster at Yong'an, or that the king had no idea that the situation had worsened to the point of massive deaths. Unexpectedly, however, Gorsha replied, His Majesty the King is doing well. Nothing major has happened, and he knows very well of what's happening in Yong'an. Shilian was taken aback. Then how come, every time Father has visited the Royal Holy Pavilion, I've never heard him pray for Yong'an once, not even a word? Even if he didn't get along well with his father, he also knew that the king was a fortuitous leader. He may have seen himself as high above others as the son of God and regarded hierarchy highly, but that didn't mean that he wouldn't care for refugees. The Gosha replied, This has nothing to do with his majesty. It was I who advised him that neither he nor the queen mention Yong'an in their prayers. Why? Shilin demanded. 
Because it's pointless, the Gosha replied. Shailene was shocked. What do you mean by pointless? A moment later, his mind worked it out. Are you saying that because I'm a martial god with no control over droughts, telling me would be pointless? Did you forget that I may be a martial god, but I'm also the crown prince of Shenlo? My people are in trouble. How can I sit back and do nothing? After a pause, he continued. The most important thing right now is to save the disaster victims and take care of them. Please speak to my father on my behalf to stop constructing any more temples. There are already too many temples of the crown prince in this kingdom. I don't need them. And those golden statues, they could be melted down to help fundraise for the disaster. Young An sits in the west and they need water. We can dig a canal, irrigate the waters from the east, water the crops and nourish the land. As he spoke, the Gorsha only shook his head, muttering, too early, too early. Shirian didn't understand. What's too early? he asked. Do you understand now why I said you shouldn't ascend too early? The Gorsha said. It's because your people haven't yet died out completely. Shailen's eyes widened and he shouted in rage. Gorsha, what are you saying? What do you, what do you mean my people haven't yet died out completely? You've already become a god, but you can't forget who you were as a mortal, unable to let go and differentiate between the two realms, the Gorsha replied. You're involving yourself, but you are also powerless, and in the end, it will only result in an utter mess. Shailen was seated upon the altar, and the Gorsha stood below, even though it was obvious that Shailen was the one looking down. When the Gorsha spoke, it was like he was the one above. How can I be powerless, Shailen said. As long as I act, there will be results. Every small bit counts. Even if I could save but one, it is still better than not doing anything. If you won't speak for me to my father, then I will go seek him out myself. Shailen jumped to his feet, but the Gorsha grabbed at the corner of his sleeve, yelling, Come back! Do you know why heavenly officials can't show themselves before mortals at will? There's a reason behind that rule of a thousand years. Don't do anything foolish. Shailen whipped his head around. Then what can I do? I can't do this. I can't do that. Gorsha, there are people dying right now in my land. Aren't gods called gods because they can save the people? If I don't appear now, then when can I appear? What would be the meaning of my ascension then? The Gorsha held him down, sighing. Your Highness, Your Highness. Do you know what I've seen? Shailen huffed and forced himself to calm down before sitting again. Please enlighten me. The Gorsha stared at him. I've seen your future and it's pitch black. Shailen looked him straight in the eyes and said, You must have seen wrong. I only like to wear white. I worry that not only will you be unable to save your people, they will turn around and drag you down from the divine altar, the Gosha said. 
My people aren't like that. They can clearly recognize what's right and what's wrong, Shailene replied. If I can't save them, then there'd be no meaning to me being on this altar anyway. A moment later, the Gosha sighed again. What your father has done can't be said to be right, but it can't be said to be wrong either. You said to fundraise, but it's not like your father hasn't tried, and you can go see how that ended. You said to dig a canal to irrigate the waters, then go see that river for yourself, as to whether it could be done. Shilin nodded his head. I understand. Thank you, Gosha. Upon leaving Mount Tersang, he headed westward and arrived at the city of Yang An of the kingdom of Shenla. In the twenty years of his life, Shilin had never thought the sun to be so scorchingly deadly. The first step he made upon that earth, he could already feel how wretchedly hot and dry it was, like everything in the air had been contorted. With the blazing sun above, the land had already cracked into broken chunks of earth, horrifyingly aged. There was a deep gutter that seemed to have been a river once, but it was already dried up to the bottom, and the blackened riverbed was emitting a strange stench. He walked for a long time and didn't see a single field. Maybe there were fields once, but they were unrecognizable at this point. Shailen looked around as he walked, that dry and hot breeze blowing his long hair into a mess, but he was too occupied to mind it. Just then, someone suddenly called for him from behind. Your Highness. Shailen turned his head and saw two silhouettes in black approaching in a rush. It was Feng Xin and Mu Cheng. Shailen cut straight to the heart of the subject. Any news? he asked. Feng Xin flapped the front of his shirt to fan himself. Yes, in the past two years, that whole Western Territory has experienced a water shortage, and it finally erupted this year. Yang An is the worst affected. The river has dried and the rain doesn't fall, so the crops won't grow. The wealthier families are still faring all right. As long as there's money, then food and water can be bought from elsewhere. However, most of the wealthy have already moved to the eastern territories. Those who are left are either poor or handicapped. Shailen knitted his brows. The Guasha said my father didn't just sit back and also gave command to send disaster relief. So why is it still so serious? Muqing said coldly, When funds go through government checkpoints, each checkpoint will skim off an amount until finally there's nothing left. Of course, it's still this serious. If it were up to me, it would have been better not to have sent anything, rather than feed those parasites. Shilin held his breath, forcing his anger down. I will tell those parasites to throw every single cent that they've eaten back up. However, Mu Ching reminded him, Your Highness, did you forget? This is not within your control. Heavenly officials can't interfere in mortal matters. Three meters of ice weren't formed by one day of cold. His Majesty the King is the one responsible for the mortal realm. This is his duty, and he still couldn't deal with it. You've got your hands full of countless prayers from your devotees. So how can you handle this too? 
Mind this, mind that. In the end, you'll only bring trouble onto yourself. Besides, that only cures the symptoms and not the root cause. Feng Xin blocked out the sun with his hand. To cure the root cause, there still needs to be water. How about your highness ask the Gorsha to tell his majesty to irrigate the waters from the east to the west for now? Shulian shook his head. I suggested that to the Gorsha already. And what did the Gorsha say? Feng Xin asked. Shilian swallowed. More or less that it's not feasible, but now I've realized that it really can't be done. To irrigate, we'll need to bore the river. However, something like boring for a canal requires mass conscription. Who knows how many years that'd take. And it'll only exhaust the people and the treasury. It won't do. Feng Xin nodded. True enough. Distant waters can't put out nearby fires. Shilin hummed. But if this can't be solved by mortal means, then maybe we can try divine methods. I heard that the Rain Master has changed in recent years. The newly ascended Rain Master seems to be a reclusive person but I'll see if I can pay a visit and request for moving waters in the form of rain. Ever since Shilin ascended, other than greeting Jun Wu, he had never personally paid any visits to any other heavenly officials, and had never tried to purposely befriend anyone, treating all as equals within the spiritual communication array. Him taking the initiative to pay visits was thus a rare occasion. Miqing, however, objected. No. Xilin turned his head. Why not? Your Highness, I have investigated thoroughly. In truth, these past two years, it's not just Yong'an or the Western Territories that were experiencing a shortage of water, but the entire Kingdom of Shenla. Only, the Eastern Territories are closer to the sea and have surrounding lakes and ravines, so it's not as obvious and hasn't become an issue yet. But, overall, the amount of water and rain have significantly decreased compared to before. Shilin's eyes widened as Ching continued. If we really dug a canal or used rain to move waters from the east to the west, then it may temporarily relieve Yong An. But it won't save it completely. It would only be helping them hang on by a thread. At the same time, the eastern territories could very well fall into disaster. Shilin's heart squeezed, and most of the population of Shenla, along with the busiest places, are all in the east, more than three times the size of the west, especially the royal capital. If drought was to happen there, Fengxin immediately understood. The consequences would be way more serious than Yong'an. A greater number of people would die. Muqing nodded, his expression solemn. There'd be a much bigger riot born from it. Shilin took a deep breath. So is that what the Gorsha meant when he said that what father did wasn't right, but wasn't wrong either? Only that he made a choice. So, your highness, that no one went to your temple to pray was a good thing, Muqing said. Leave it to his majesty to decide what to do. Xilian didn't respond and turned around. 
the entire time they walked, everyone he saw was nothing but skin and bones. Men and children had their upper bodies bare, rows of ribs visible and clear on their torsos, and the women bore dead eyes, their faces bereft of life. No one wanted to move. They didn't even have the energy to move. And everything emitted the disgusting stench of death, making one want to scream and escape this decaying earth and return to the glory of the bustling royal capital. It was a long time before he finally said, You two stay here and assist me. Deliver as much water as you can. Let me think about this. Fine, go and think carefully, Feng Xin said. Just let me know what to do once you've decided. Shilin patted his shoulder, then turned to leave. Behind him, Mu Ching said quietly, Your Highness, do think about this carefully. We can help ten days, maybe twenty, but not one or two years. We can save one hundred lives, but not a hundred thousand. You're a martial god, after all, not the god of water. Even if you were the god of water, you can't create water from nothing. If we can't fix the root of this problem, we can't keep going like this. This is merely an inadequate measure, like using a cup of water to douse a burning cart of firewood. Thank you.